0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the of Community Church weekly podcast. A conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey of Community Church, thanks for joining us once again for our weekly podcast where we take time to unpack what God did this past weekend, take some time to look forward to what God and what we're planning for, uh, you know, services coming up. Kevin? Uh, It's awesome to have you on the podcast Great to be here. Thanks, Matt. Really excited to sit down and talk to you about and just take some time to really unpack further. This past weekend, we've been continuing the God Is series. Uh, This would be the fourth installment this Mm -hmm. past weekend. God is my rock. Um, There was also, like, obviously so many different parts of the message, which were... Uh deeply powerful to many people. We have three services, so each service yep. can be different. Yep. Um, so before I get into any details, Kevin, you're reflecting on the previous weekend. What were some highlights that you, you know, almost come away from the weekend? You pause and you say, wow, God, only you could do this. Yeah. So, you know, what a blessing it is to, to experience or observe God doing this thing or yep. that thing. You know, just take a moment and reflect. What are some things that come to the surface, surface mm-hmm. uh, as you relate on what God did this past weekend?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I look back not only on this weekend, but also where we've been in the past you know, four installments of this series specifically. And I think a key th- aspect is we wanted each one of our communicators to be able to say, and this is my own personal experience right. with the Lord. So that plays into so much of what we talk about as an entire congregation consistently. When we know the Lord, we know him experientially. That word knowing both Old Testament and New Testament is an experiential knowledge. So we wanted to step a little bit further beyond the academics of, hey, we can do a study on the attributes of God and be thorough in that. But we wanted to to awaken actually something different in this experience as well. So that's caused you in -hmm. the week previous to think about, okay, what attribute has God revealed to me? God is a good father. Uh, for myself, I have a, you know, a few more. I'll be doing a few more of those installments than most. And so God is my provider, and then I need to think about, okay, well, it's, it's challenging even on our part to think about how do I know God and what has He specifically yeah, sure. revealed to me as well? And so uh, to be able to communicate even this past weekend, um, in a world that is absolutely full of insecurity, mm-hmm. to say you know, God's my rock and I, I don't know. There's so many things, you know, election and, and the condition of the world and yeah. secular humanism, the list goes on and on and false religions. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I know. I don't know how, but I know, do know that God is my rock and yeah. he just has proven himself over and over. And it was fun to kind of ex, uh, share with the congregation um, I, I feel like I live in a place where I'm constantly pushed beyond my own skill level. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of it that's actually normal, even though 20, 21, 2020, 21, and 22 were kind of exceptions. Yeah. There's a place of normal living that is beyond my own skill where I just live in that place that I know God's my rock and my strength. But then even the, the revelation that David came to, which I thought was one of the most significant was, he's not a rock, a refuge. Hey, if you get in some trouble, that passage in um, Psalm 18 is so incredibly personal to him. Mm -hmm. God is my rock. rock. And he does later on, I think it's in verse 29 or 30, right about there, where he Mm -hmm. says, he does identify God as a rock. But man, he begins with very, very deep and personal um, revelation. I love you, my Lord, my rock, my salvation. Mm -hmm. It is just
0: as personal as you can possibly imagine. Your message really invited the congregation into that, of course. Mm -hmm. It's not just saying, here's how I've experienced God. The whole point of this series is to display a personal connection to who God is, a testimony of how God has shown up in that way. But the point of testimonies isn't just to highlight, here's how I encounter God, but it's to display who God is so other people can go to Him and expect the same. Uh, and ask for God to reveal the same. And so people were invited into that. Um, did you have, person like, were there moments where you were connecting with people that it seemed like God was ministering that way to people? Yeah, for sure. Um, we are a congregation that loves victory. Yeah. We are
1: a charismatic, God is alive, he's well, he brings victory, he gets breakthrough. Right. Uh, so we love that. The and nature of testimonies that. most often yes. is
0: highlighting yes. the breakthrough.
1: As a pastor, as both of us as pastors, we are aware, we are probably more aware than what the testimonies even communicate of the journey of yes. getting to that point. Correct. And, um, and God's works in the journey. And, and sometimes, man, the journey is just long yeah. and it's hard. Um, and so, yes, the, so I'm looking at the congregation, even as I'm sharing this, and I know people, I know what they're in, I know what they're walking through, the, the distress that that I don't have answers to as a pastor, things that have occurred, things that are occurring, Mm -hmm. things for which, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I did. I wish I had a way of just kind of, you know, wiping the slate clean, making it all right. Um, And so for people to come to the place, of course, that word in Psalm 18, um, in my distress, yeah. I love David's language. I'm so I'm glad, grateful he is so expressive. Yeah. In his language the cords of death entangled me, the torrents of destruction. You think this this North Sea waves mm-hmm. that just are you can't find your way out of. And now, and people live there. Yeah. You know, and people are living there now. And just simply to acknowledge that that you know, God's even in that journey and reveals himself in that journey is I hope and think um,
0: healing to people. You, not only does God, not only is there hope and healing to people that they can expect to encounter God there. You actually made a point to help people realize the only reason we know these attributes about who who God is in this regard yeah. is because it takes these distressful experiences to almost look for God to show up in yes. that way, yeah. or we're like this isn't good, therefore we turn to the Lord, or we have an expectation, or His Word says or maybe the situation we face, all of a sudden we're more aware of what the promises of Scripture are relative to those situations. Right. But the revelation of God is discovered in distress, or it's often distress that surfaces that revelation. Um, Did you find that really helping, like, the light go on in people's minds? Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. Yeah, sure. And uh, the... uh, uh,
1: we i don't know if it's an american issue or if it's because we're out, whatever but we mm-hmm. like to get right through some of yeah. those things or even out uh, we even talked about first corinthians
0: chapter 10 yeah second corinthians
1: yes 12:10 um, yeah 12:10 mm-hmm. but then also the first corinthians 10 where we say you know um, when you face these trials he's going to give you ability and a way of escape sure. is the yes. translation yes. that yes. i Thank use which right. which uh, that's why i've made an adjustment to the word escape because we just yeah. want out yeah out now, like before the Lord actually completes the work. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to find, what we have found both in the four installments so far, but everything that I know is com- that is coming up, it is in a level of distress that God actually reveals himself. Yeah,
0: and that gives hope to people that they can expect to see God show yeah, up in that that's a great way. point. And that's, that's a great point. You brought up Second Corinthians 12, mm-hmm. uh, considering it all joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's James 1, but... Yeah. Uh, chapter Twelve, Second Corinthians Twelve: Boasting in my weaknesses, because it's in my weakness that his strength is revealed, is is made perfect. Yeah, I mean, you're inviting people to uh, essentially not wish yourself out of your circumstance, but look to discover God in the midst of it. Uh, that revelation can be made known to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes, as a
1: pastor, I think. Uh that's probably the last thing they want me to
0: say. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I'd like say. to wave the wand over people's <laughs> right. lives too, wouldn't we yes. all? But like, yeah. at the end of the day, whether you believe in God or not, trials are going to be there. It's yeah. part of life. God's the only um, source of hope that we can have to weather the storms that we face. Um, you know His nature. You know the fact that He says, "My, I have a strength that in the midst of your weakness can actually be displayed." Yes. Um, which, man. We need to be encouraged in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things I appreciated about your message, in fact, I I wrote a few of the points down. Uh, I'd invite you to comment further on them. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us to get out. He wants us to get through. Uh, Elaborate on that a little bit, um, and and maybe to some extent you already have, but uh, you're really essentially uh, coming to people to say, hey, I see what you're in. we would all love to snap our fingers and be out. Yes. But what does it mean to get through it? Yeah. So imagine you're one-on-one with somebody in the cafe, and they're like, here's my situation. What does getting through it mean? How would you answer that person?
1: Oh, man, that's so tough. And it's actually so individual as well. Sure. And I highlighted that because both of the way that passage is taken, and uh, because I think in various translations, mine says find a way of escape, yeah. uh, find a way out, um, so it's looking almost like we want to get rescued. When I look at the word and the wording there, it it feels a bit. And I am not. I don't. I don't claim to be a Bible scholar. Yeah. Uh, maybe know enough to be dangerous a bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but do want to honor the word and what's actually there. But it is the idea of getting through it as well. Mm-hmm. And so you have both the um, the what the word says, but even the experience of watching people's lives in the word. That's why I I made the point at the beginning before we read Psalm eighteen to say. David was in this for a good 14, 15 years. We have a little bit of a hard time actually having a chronological order when we think back that far and the Jewish calendar was actually shorter than ours. Mm -hmm. I think 360 days, but I'm not completely sure about that. So identifying exact time, but either way, it was a long time. So it was a long time that Saul hunted him down, even after he had been anointed as king. And so he had a confidence that... um, I'll get through this, I don't need to rush for it, I don't need to, don't need to make this happen. 15 years yeah. of running for his life, he leaves Israel, who he only wanted to serve, mm-hmm. gets with the Philistines, and then the Philistines are suspicious to say, hey, just remember that guy was with Israel and so he may turn on us at the wrong time. And right. that, that guy has no home, he's got no place of rest. And you read that passage through First uh, Samuel, of several chapters, and you think, "Man, this is this wears me out reading it." Yeah. <laughs> but my point is, is that's fifteen years, fifteen years, and man, he came out and he just knew God in a way. So when we think about the distress and we want to get rescued, like I want to go through a hard time for maybe a week or so, yeah, <laughs> And I've done my hard time. Um, some of this will carry for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, this isn't the most encouraging message from a, I want to be out of this point of view. It's an encouraging message, much like um, when you realize that God's strength can be displayed in the midst of this. It can be encouraging from the right vantage point. Mm-hmm. So your message is very much Similar to like Romans twelve two, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. How yep. should we be perceiving what we're yep. facing, yep. so that transformation from the inside out? I can be more like Christ. I can have mm-hmm. the right fruit of the spirit, which is peace and joy. In yes. the midst of it, Psalm twenty three prepares a table in the midst of yep. my enemies. Uh, James one, consider it all joy when you yes. face various trials. Like that's a. That is a renewing of the mind type mm-hmm. of message. You're inviting the church. It's a mature, maturity maturity mm-hmm. message. Uh, these are all the things I appreciate. But you didn't just get up and say, "Here's what the truth says." So, like, get in line. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, storytelling <laughs> is so powerful yes. to deliver truth. It's like uh, it's such an ing- it's not just powerful. It's so important um, because mm-hmm. we're not just sharing truths and saying, "Well, now it's your job to deal with it and yep. figure it out." Like, the, the pastoral side is like, I want you to get this. Yes, yeah. Like, how can I handhold? How can I serve you so that not only will you receive this truth, but it will actually bear good fruit in your life? And so storytelling is a huge aspect of that. Mm-hmm. And you shared some really behind-the-scenes experiences as it related <clears throat> to just the whole 2020 season, um, most of which I've never heard before. I don't know if you've ever shared publicly. Oh, I never uh, have, no. Right, and so I'm just curious... Maybe other people watching would be like, what goes in through your mind as you're preparing this message? Because um, I know you're not one to self-reflect in front of other people. Hey, put the spotlight on me. I know that's obviously not the case. And yet that story so sets up the truth that you're wanting people to receive. So I'm curious, like what's going through your mind as you're sharing it? What are you hoping people are drawing from it? Why did you share that particular, Mm -hmm. those details What's going yeah, on? Yep.
1: Well, uh, a couple of things surrounding all of that. First of all, I wanted to be careful that I did not elicit sympathy from the congregation. I wanted to be very careful about that because it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just a difficult time. So I, I didn't want to get up there. Um, I didn't want to feel. I didn't want people to people to feel like I was blaming anybody. I mean, sometimes you just got to walk through circumstance. Sure. And so I wanted to be open enough to. Um, to be able to communicate that without like people feeling bad for me or even feeling like, wow, I actually just wasn't there uh, during that time. All of that is actually completely okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, for whatever reason, people look at me as having more confidence than what I actually have. Okay. And so um, I remember in one of the services, which I think was 1030, I actually shared with the congregation that I carry a level of insecurity that people actually never see, and I think of that because you know I live inside my own self. Sure. (laughs) So I'm more aware of that than others, but every now and then, you know, people will say stuff like, "Oh, you you look like you have like you have no not an ounce of self lack of self confidence whatsoever."
0: It's all put together.
1: And I thought, oh, and so part of me actually wrestles with that. Am I being disingenuous in any way in creating something? or projecting myself in a way that's actually not accurate. Mm-hmm. So I don't have self-confidence, but I truly do have God confidence. So um, in something like this, where I just kind of peel back a little bit, and let me just tell you what it was a little bit in my mind, I'm sitting in a $15 million building that we just finished that is empty. Right. And pause, like, yeah. what would you think if you just had done that? Yeah. And spent six or seven years building. Right. And what would you think if you just considered very carefully, like I think my season you know as a public official was out, and I should probably step aside It's probably wise for me not to be a lead pastor and um in that public role at the same time like I thought yeah. that specifically yeah. and thought no, I should steward my I should steward my influence right. appropriately so i'm stepping I'm continuing to step in and then, oh my goodness, Lord, what in the world <laughs> yeah, so the timeline's being clear
0: we just landed in the new building there's this this debt that really f- yeah. uh, fiscal responsibility. Yes, And exactly. it was such a huge, like, vision, let's do this. Yeah. And it was all, yeses all over. Right. And then at the same time, you renewing your call to public service at the school board and then saying yes, you know, the presidency there, school board president. And immediately the next step was, okay, now let's navigate COVID. Yeah, that's um, a,
1: that's um, perfect storm brewing
0: right. in that way.
1: yeah, Yeah. And so that was just simply enough. Even so, I wanted to be careful going in. Because sometimes when you go through hard times like one of the things that we do as pastors is we've got to make sure that what's going on inside here is well and healthy. Mm-hmm. So there would have been times I could have shared some things about that that actually would not have come it would not have been it would not have from have served a healed the church well. Right. It would not have been from a healed perspective. Yep. And um I think I'm, you know, 95% healed. Yep. <laughs> I'm not not completely sure, yeah. but I think I'm um in a place where I can talk about those things and and really, honestly, with all honesty and integrity, say, listen, it's okay. It was just a hard time.
0: It's not that you weren't sharing it with anybody. It's, you had people. You weren't alone in it. Yeah, you were processing. Right. You yeah. were navigating it the way you needed to. So it's not like this is the first time anybody has ever heard of this. Sure, yes. You had the, the right people around you to serve and strengthen and minister mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. what you needed. Uh, it was just the first time that you're in a healed position to reflect back and say, right. here's who I've discovered God to be yeah. in the midst of this experience. Yeah. And essentially saying, and you can experience God in the same way exactly. in your experience. Exactly right. Yeah. It's powerful. Uh, there was one line that as I listened to your message um, that seemed to really uh, peak in, in just the powerful moment of it. Uh, obviously, all the truths have mm-hmm. they 're all important uh and powerful, but there' was this moment that you said this where you 're talking about your time with the Lord and how it was just you pray all the prayers and then you're you 're still before God without any words yeah. and then you said this that you're you are you just hoping that God is able to translate science science <laughs> silence yeah um yeah. Well, one, there's a couple of things that I felt in that moment. One was just such a, just on behalf of the congregation, I felt people were empowered in yeah. their moments of, I don't have words, yep. and they could check the box that that's still, um, we can validate that yes. as effective prayer before God. If yeah. you can translate tongues, and you have no idea what you're even praying in <laughs> tongues, surely you can translate the posture of the heart. Yes, um, And so you're empowering people in the midst of, because there can be pressure. I got to pray the right prayer or maybe yes. things are going wrong because I'm not praying the right prayers. Mm-hmm. So like, no, no, no. Posture yourself before the Lord. Yeah. Anyway, I want to turn it back over to you and hear more from you. Like, I felt that was an incredibly powerful moment, but I would love to hear more from you. Like, was that just a one-time moment that you found yourself without words? Was that mm-hmm. months of time that you're like, no, oh, I, yeah. I have no idea. Like, it was a stepping, you know, Because you mentioned you get back up and it's everything to put one foot in front of the other. Was it just one time you found yourself without words? Was it a season of time? Is it still happening? Like, man, let's get to know our pastor a little bit more. What was that like?
1: Well, first of all, I'd mention a couple of things. I am probably less verbal than most people. I talk as much as I do because I have to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not, I mean, some people will sit before the Lord and they can spill out. um, And I'm just not that way. So I'm a little bit less verbal than most as well. And uh, I have noticed when people go through hard time that when they don't feel like they know what to say or how to pray, they actually avoid the Lord. They actually okay. step aside as well. And I do think there's a posture um, where you can just simply, Lord, I'm here, I'm here with you and I'm here for you. I know that you are here for me as well. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to ask for, but just simply the action of taking time and being before the Lord, again, he knows um, all and that thing of simply sitting in silence. Yeah. And when you think about relationships, when um, even when you're getting to know a spouse, like you're in a place, there's this place where you, you talk and you get to know each other through talking, but there's a next level relationship that actually comes in silence where mm-hmm. you actually don't need to say anything. And there's a contentment that comes actually in just being together and yeah. being with someone. And so uh, how often to sit in silence before the Lord uh, and again, I don't want to diminish, diminish people that actually find a sense of healing and process by being verbal. So, oh, sure. Yeah, not so at all. Let that be as well. Yep. Because I do think there is, David talks about, I pour out my heart before mm-hmm. the Lord. So mm-hmm. he already knows everything that's in there. So right. we come sometime religiously and say religious words when God's like, would you just talk to me, please? Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, when it came to that season... That probably was. A, that was not just one time. That was probably a season that maybe had gone on. I mean, I could have gone on for months. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that every time I was with the Lord, it was silence. But it would have been relatively consistent through that time because yeah. I really didn't know. Um, I didn't know you, know. you obviously ask for the most obvious things of. I didn't. I need wisdom. I need strength. But actually, it's a relatively short list. When, you know, I need these things, but then there's this whole boatload of other stuff that just needs to happen that, I don't know, I honestly don't know where things are going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, to be clear, as you're talking, I'm realizing, oh, how that could be interpreted differently, which mm-hmm. is not what I intended, uh, is how like, oh, I don't have to pray, God can interpret yes. my heart. And yeah. I don't have to pray, he knows what's going on. That wasn't your po- nope. position, nor is that what we're encouraging. Oh, God can interpret yeah. your heart, you don't have to pray. It was you're before God, in a fashion of God. I need you. I'm calling yep. out to you. You know, doing what you know to do, and you found yourself at the end of yourself, saying, "I don't have anything else." Yeah, and God can still translate that silence. Is is what yes, I'm getting? At. Absolutely. And, and how there are people that have been, and I've prayed with them in the front. You have as well, of course. <clears throat> seasons, and you even mentioned years. Yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. it's possible that. There could be years longer, like we Mm -hmm. don't know the answers to these Mm -hmm. things, yet we know who our God is, and come to discover him as the rock, that if you build your life on him, you actually won't be shaken in the midst of... Yeah, yeah. both of
1: us uh, still feel the emotion of that statement, God's content with silence. Like sometimes your prayer just takes... So, you know, we know what it's like, and many people do. They just know, like, I don't know what to pray anymore, I'm just offering you're not even offering prayer, you're just offering self. So it almost like goes to a next level of that. It does. And I want people to be content with those seasons because you think, you feel like I'm lost. Mm. Uh, Shouldn't I know what to do and what to say and how to pray and maybe, (laughs) but maybe not. But sometimes life just pushes you beyond that where you say, God, I'm just offering you everything that I am, everything that I have, and I don't even know what to do with all of that. And so there's a place of, again, folks being content with that kind of se- season and significance
0: of, I just don't have words right now. Yeah, uh, wrapping up with this final thought, um, a couple of conversations I've had with people specifically after this weekend, they've mentioned about the Goddess series being impactful because they're, it's not that we've never shared stories mm-hmm. as public speakers, you share stories all the time to yes. help unveil the truth a little further or help connect people. Jesus told parables, stuff like that. You tell stories Word pictures to help people connect to the yep. truth. But something about this series and that they are so personally formational in our yes. connection to who God is, yes. that people that I've talked to have said it's just been real significant yes. mm-hmm. beyond their own ability to fully yeah. explain <clears throat> why, um, which is the whole point of what this series is about. Exactly right. Um, and so I want to thank you, Kevin, for one, leading the church in this direction uh, I was blessed to have the opportunity to share. Mm-hmm. I know that as you're sharing out of these truths, man, it's such an honor to be able to, I mean, what a privilege it is to communicate to the church, here's who our God is. Like, yes. It's an incredibly blessed and privileged opportunity to do it. So thank you for doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this coming weekend, continuing the series, yes. who's <clears throat> coming up this weekend? So we have this guy named Wesley Seacrest, who is nice. actually on the platform this coming
1: weekend. And... Uh, uh, he is going to be speaking on the topic, God is my healer. Nice. <clears throat> and I don't know. I mean, first of all, I'll leave the message to him. I don't know all that's going to go around all that, but I don't know that he's talking about physical healing. Okay. Uh, I think he's talking about the emotional healing that God brings when you walk through a difficult time. Okay. And he, he meets you in that place and brings wholeness and health and strength out of that. And again, there have been probably more tears on the platform as we've shared these very personal stories uh through this series and I don't think that's gonna stop. Right. You know, we are we, I mean there's times for things that we have done of, you know, the very applicable um hey, here's three things that you can right. do to walk with the Lord exactly. and work closer. Yeah. But this is just a different season. And again, I just would remind everybody, it comes out of um Psalm twenty seven, verse four, to gaze upon the beauty yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. So we're you know, opening up our lives in a way maybe we don't always do, but it's to
0: direct it to him and, man, look at how good our God is. Yeah, it's not so much teaching. It's about impartation. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. about displaying, gazing on God. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. I'm looking forward to hearing Wes this weekend. Uh, Thanks, Kevin, for the time today to take uh, just unpacking what God did. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope to see you this coming weekend at one of our services and uh, to connect with you next week in our podcast. Till then, God bless. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.